Welcome back to Lend Me Your Ears. My name is John Caesar, and I'm stuffed. <laughs> uh, you guys probably are too. Hopefully you had a really good Thanksgiving, had a lot of good food. Hopefully took some time off to relax. I know a lot of us don't like to do that, but hopefully you did. Uh, thank you for joining me on this, uh, this holiday weekend too. Uh, today we are going to go over pricing. <laughs> I know money and pricing can be touchy subjects, so before we get into this, I want to go over a couple things here. Um, I want to be very clear, in this episode, I am not going to tell you what you should be charging, okay? That's considered price fixing. <laughs> I can't, don't copy what I do. Um, everybody that's listening to this is in a different market than me and from each other. Uh, you got different company sizes, overhead, expenses, profit margins, all kinds of stuff. Everybody's business is different, so don't just go, oh, well, John's doing it, so that's what I'm going to do, or that's what he's charging. That is not what this is. Uh, if you need you need to know your numbers, first of all, I've gone over that before, to set your pricing, to come up with the exact number you should be pricing, you need to know your own numbers, right? If you don't know your numbers or don't know how, then find someone that can help you figure them out, like a CPA or a CFO or a coach or a consultant, somebody to help you figure those out, because it's it's yours, right? So even though I am going to use real numbers in this episode, I am telling you how we came up with these numbers, not what you should do or what you should copy, right? So just want to get that out of the way. Uh, also, this is my process. This isn't uh, the end-all, be-all, best way to do it. I personally think it is, but don't take this as you have to do it this way or it's not like that. None of the things that I tell in these episodes are what everybody should be doing because John Caesar said so. That's not what it is. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, let's talk turkey. <laughs> the pun is intended. That was terrible. Okay. When it comes to pricing, everybody is probably thinking the same thing. How can you have a process for pricing, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. Well, most people have a process for pricing. They just don't realize it. Most of it is summed up in one simple question, and we see it all the time. You see it in Facebook forums, and people ask each other at conventions and trainings. Everybody's like, what are you charging for a sweeping, right? That's the process. What are you charging for a sweeping? And you get it all the time. You get these Facebook posts. Somebody puts it up. Hey, what's everybody charging for a sweeping? And then everybody jumps in with their different numbers, and they're just throwing numbers out. No one knows company size. No one knows market. It's just a number. It doesn't mean anything, yet people take to that for some reason like it means something. And I said this before, like, what are you going to do if you see a number that's double yours? You're just going to double your numbers? <laughs> no, maybe. If somebody's half of yours, but are you going to cut your numbers because you saw a lower number? Like, it's just a number. There's no why behind it. That's why you need a process, and that's what we're going to talk about today, the why behind the number. So how can there be a process to pricing? I didn't think there was a while ago. Now I know. Uh, but based on my own experience and others that I've talked to, there are a number of different pricing processes that I've heard already. Uh, some people charge by the number of stories the house is. Some just have a flat price for the appointment. Some base their numbers on the amount of flus or some based on the type of the flu. I've even heard people changing their price based on the height of the flu. Like, I, okay, sure. Some don't have a process, right? But if you're one of those that's listening and you don't have a process for your pricing, you need to realize that you still do. You just don't know it. If you don't have a process for your pricing, it's in your head. So you still have a process, but no one knows it but you, and you just figure it out on the fly. I've done all of these processes. I've done versions of everything I just said. Some worked, some didn't. 
uh, and I'm going to go over them with you. And this was a lot of fun, actually. Um, as I was preparing for this episode, I'm like, how am I going to talk about pricing for you know an episode? Um, and then I started looking back into our numbers. I went back into the depths of our QuickBooks to the early, like the first month I was in business. And I started looking at what I actually charged. And it's funny how much I forgot. Um, I had to call Jill, my office manager, and we're going through the numbers together. And I'm like, why did we charge this? And what was that? And we were going through, I'm like scratching our head. It was in our head, a lot of it. So let me take you back through the pricing history of Caesar Chimney. So you can, you can understand where we came from and why. When I started my company, I started in January. For those that listened to the first episode, I talked about starting uh, with no prior customer base, uh, no prior estimates to build off of. And I started in a time of the year when almost everybody already had their annual maintenance done. So, I mean, the phone wasn't really ringing in January of 2015. So my numbers were pretty bare. I also didn't have uh, any employees or much overhead to go off of the business side of my house. So, I mean, I was I could discharge what I wanted. And I did. <laughs> my inspection cost was $85. If you had a wood stove and you wanted that swept, it was $125. And if you had a fireplace that needed to be swept, it was $150. It was pretty basic numbers. $85, $125, $150. I'm like, I got this. Later that year, we switched it. Then it was 85 for the inspection still. But then it was 150 for a wood stove, 165 for a fireplace. So I think that was right around the time that I hired Jill, had a little bit more uh, expenses. And I'm like, okay, we need to raise some prices. So we did, marginally. Later that year, I changed it again. So now instead of an $85 inspection, now it was 125 for the inspection, 175 if you had a wood stove and 195 if you had a fireplace. So the gaps are getting bigger. The prices are going up. Um, I think I had hired my first technician right around that time. So as costs went up, so did my prices per normal, right? The years go on and the numbers kind of fluctuate based on what I was feeling. <laughs> it was fun going through looking and seeing what it should have been and then seeing what I charged. Some of them were higher. Some of them were lower. Um, I was trying to figure out and I was talking to Jill. I'm like, why Why did we say it was 125, but I charged 175 for a, and we couldn't figure it out. And I started thinking about it. It was me, right? My pricing process was in my head. She would set the appointment for what she was told or what she thought it was. I'd go out there and then based on things like the height of the flu, how much creosote was in there, how hard it was, maybe it was winter and I had to rake the roof or shovel a path or whatever it was. I just charged based on what I felt. And I was the only one in the field, so I could do that. There was no rhyme or reason to it, though. It was just, here's what it should have been and here's what it was. Sometimes less, sometimes more. <laughs> That's how we did. Then I started adding technicians. Then we started adding vans. Now I got two vans. We got different people out there. Now it's harder to have that. It, it's not scalable, right? My pricing process in my head, based on how I feel at the time of the appointment, that's not scalable. I can't expect another lead, another van uh, to act the same way, to think the same way, to see the same things coming like I did and and change it on the fly. So they they needed something. I'm like, all right, let's right, let's nail this down. Let's get some actual pricing here. Now that I've got extra vans and extra techs and extra overhead, now, of course, the prices go up. So what I settled on was $149 for an inspection, $199 for a wood stove sweeping, and $249 for a fireplace sweeping, right? Based on labor, based on time, this is good. 
That's also when we started adding different prices, and it wasn't just the basic three inspection, woodstill, fireplace. Now we had additional flue sweepings because we'd go out, and I'm sure a lot of you do as well. Somebody calls you up and they're like, hey, I want a, a fireplace sweeping. Fantastic. Here's your price. Let's get out. You get out there, it's a two flue chimney. You got a fireplace and then something else. Up here in New England, boilers and furnaces are the number one. Uh, sometimes you'll see water heaters, sometimes other wood stoves. You'll have multiple fireplaces, multiple wood stoves. But what do you do if that's your pricing? You have a set price of $249 for a fireplace, and they are expecting you to show up and sweep said fireplace, and you find another flu. Maybe it's another fireplace. Maybe it's a boiler. But does it need to be swept? Does it need to be inspected? Should you? So we did. We had the price set, and sometimes Jill would know ahead of time, and she'd tell the customers what the price was. Sometimes they would just say fireplace. We'd show up and find the flues. Now in the field, covered in soot, I'm having to come back down the ladder and go, hey, Mrs. Smith, um, while I was up there sweeping your fireplace, I noticed you had another flue. It leads to your boiler, right? And I noticed that it needs to be swept as well. Oh, well, how much is that going to be? Well, it's one ninety nine. Well, I can't afford that. Well, it really needs to be swept. Well, it's just the boiler. The boiler guy's coming, you know, next month. He'll take care of that. No, he won't. He takes care of the, the appliance. I do the sweeping. She's like, well, no, we've never had it. You know, what? you get into a fight or it only needs to be inspected. It doesn't need to be swept. Now I'm looking down the flue and it's clean, but it's eroded. It's deteriorated. There's cracks. There's gaps. There's some kind of issue. And I come down and I'm like, okay, I swept your fireplace, Mrs. Smith, but... I need to inspect this flu. Well, why? Well, it's deteriorated and it's broken and it's this and that. Well, the HVAC guy, and we're back into the same fight, but now we're not talking sweepings. Now we're talking, I need to inspect that. So now it's 249 plus 149. That seems like a lot for a two flu chimney. So now I'm like, okay, well, usually it's 149 for an inspection, but because this is the second flu, I'll do it for 99. Now I sound like a used car salesman, right? <laughs> And it round and round. This is just one appointment. This is one hypothetical that I've done hundreds of times. I can remember sitting on a roof trying to do math. Maybe it's cold. Maybe not. Maybe I'm like on my phone with a calculator. Okay. If they have two flus and I swept this one and I inspected this one, but if I sweep it and if, okay, what if I charge and it's just a nightmare and now I've got to take this process from my head, bring it downstairs to Mrs. Smith and try to explain to her why the price is now going up. When nobody else before, you know, I've had this swept years before. Nobody else charged me extra. Nobody else looked down the flu. Now I look like a, a snake oil salesman, right? And I'm trying to justify it with, but I saw and I need, and it was a nightmare. So that's when that happened. That was loads of fun. Let me, and that, not a, not only that, I'm you know the business owner, and I I have my my numbers, and I know all of this, and I've been doing it for years. I'm out here trying to justify and rationalize and explain and come up with numbers on the fly. There's another van with my name on it, driving around the city, doing the same thing. Maybe finding a three-flue chimney. What's he going to do with that? Well, he's going to call me, right? <laughs> so in the middle of me trying to talk to Mrs. Smith, I've got another van that calls me up. Hey, I'm here with Mrs. Jones, and we were here for a wood stove, but she has two wood stoves and a boiler, and the other wood stove also needs to be swept, and the boiler needs to be inspected. What do we charge? And I'm like, uh, and they're like, well, I'm standing in front of her. Can you give me a number? I don't know. <laughs> It's not scalable. When that number is 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 just made up on the fly or based on things like what appliance it is, or it just doesn't work past a certain point. For me, it was two vans, and I all of a sudden couldn't price my own work anymore. Then you throw in things like level twos. 
like I was looking back in that year, I think that was 2017, and I only saw one price for a level two, and it was 249. Wasn't based on flus, wasn't based on appliances, wasn't based on anything, because I didn't really know level twos. I hadn't, this is right around the time that I went back to get recertified, re-educated, trying to find my way. And I'm like, oh, there's this thing called a level two. Sweet. I didn't know anymore. So I just charged a flat rate, 249. Here we go. And we'd show up to a five flu colonial on a four-story roof. And I'm like, 249, yay. And I'm there for five hours. Nothing was scalable. Nothing was was rooted in anything. It was all made up on the fly. But we kept on going because <laughs> that's what you got to do when you're in business, right? Keep going. More vans, more customers. Figure it out. Make it work. So then somehow it went down. The year, what I just read was 149 for an inspection, 199 for a wood stove, 299 for a fireplace, 99 for the additional flu sweeping, and 249 for a level two. The following year, we go down from 149. The inspections became 125. Not really sure why. Jill doesn't remember. I don't remember, but it happened. (laughs) But then we changed it to a multi-flu inspection. So we had this inspection for one flu, 125. Multi-flu, could be two, could be five, just multi, is 175. So we're like, all right, let's, the 149 is in the middle. We'll go a little low, a little high. And then the sweepings, we just gave up on trying to price it based on what appliance it was. Because up till then... Um, I just read off wood stove and fireplaces. We had a different price for pellet stoves because more work. We had a different price for boilers because more soot. We had a different price for water heaters because it was somewhat easier. We had a different price for factory built fireplaces, masonry fireplaces. It was just, it went on and on different numbers for everything. I didn't feel like clicking into every individual invoice and try to figure all that out. So they were different. (laughs) We'll know that. Around 2018-19, we decided, forget all of that. It's going to be 125 single flu, 175 for multi-flu. And if we sweep it, regardless what it is, 235, which includes your inspection. So it's simple, right? One flu, more than one flu, each sweeping, but that includes the inspection. So it's an either or. I thought we were out of the woods with the confusion. But we were not. (laughs) Plot twist. We went from there, we raised prices again because more overhead, more vans, which I want to clarify something uh, that I heard at my very first convention. I heard Mark Stoner, surprise, surprise, he was talking about growth. And he said that the, the early stages of growth, about three to five vans was the hardest for him. He's like, it was, it was a nightmare. I thought I was going to make more money and I lost more money. It was more of a struggle than more easy. And it was just terrible until we got out of that five, six van range. And I remember sitting there with my two vans going, (laughs) no, I can do better. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know me. I didn't know Mark then either. And I remember hearing that and thinking, sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. The three to five van range is the hardest range. (laughs) I want to be very clear. He was right. And no matter how much I tried to fix that, it, it still happened. When you're at three to five vans and you're trying to grow, the, the key word there is scalable. What works for you at one van, and this is outside of pricing, this is everything. What works for you at one van might not work at two. What does work at two probably is not going to work once you get to three. I've already talked about uh, in a previous episode, once you get to three, you really should be looking at getting yourself as the business owner out of the field because it's going to get harder. If you're still trying to run a van at, at or past three vans and you're still in one, 
it's a recipe for disaster and headaches for sure. So now you're looking at getting out and now you've got to manage instead of lead and run. And it's just, it grows. And for me, the three to five van mark, just like Mark said, was terrible. So that's where we are right now with these prices is now I'm having to run three vans. I'm still in one and I'm still trying to come up with prices. And now the problems are getting bigger. Now we've got single flu inspections are 150. Multi-flu inspections are 235. A multi-flu level two, because we've learned you can't discharge the one price, but now if it's more than one flu, 279. Single flu is 249. A sweeping is $235, same as a multi-flu inspection, so now don't get it confused. <laughs> if you got a multi-flu chimney and you only sweep one, what are you charging? Hell if I know. <laughs> These are things we had to make up. We got our inspection cost and we've got our sweeping cost, but sometimes they overlap. Sometimes they're the same. If you've got a multi-flu inspection cost of 235, but you got a sweeping cost for one flu at 235 also, and you show up to a multi-flu inspection and sweep one, what are you charging? <laughs> You're just as lost as I am. That's what we had to figure out. Then we had additional sweepings and additional inspections, and each one of those were different. So now you've got a sweeping of 235 plus an additional inspection of 100. Now you're at 335 for a two flu when sweeping one and on and on and on this crap went. I stopped looking at this point in my QuickBooks because I didn't feel like looking any further. You don't need to hear these many numbers floating around and you're like, okay, I get it. All you need to know is it was confusing as hell for me, for my techs that were with me that are trying to learn from me from my other leads that are out running vans, calling me with questions left and right. And then there's Jill, remote, in her own home, getting phone calls and messages and text messages from all the techs and myself included. What are we charging at this one? And what did they say they had? And what's the price again for an additional multi-flu level one? And and she's getting it three different times from three different vans on top of answering the phones and trying to come up with the prices too. And that was Caesar Chimney. <laughs> it's beautiful, right? Growth is so much fun. Joe loses her mind. I lose my mind. The techs are losing their confidence and trust. And it was just, it was a dark time. We're like, what are we going to do with these prices? So it what like I said, scalable is the keyword there. It wasn't scalable. We needed something that could grow with us and something that was simple. For those that have heard the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid, or keep it, keep it stupid, simple, either one, they both work. A lot of the whys that I have in my business is simplicity. Somebody asks, what's your price? Or how do you sweep? Or what's your your SOPs? Or any question you ask me, if I give you an answer, you need to know that the number one reason why it is what it is, is simplicity. I crave it. I need it. You get me confused and you throw a bunch of different things at me and I'm trying to think on the fly. I get I get overwhelmed very easy. I don't like it. And then you multiply that times each van, times each office, times each tech. And now you've got an office and a company of chaos. I hate it. So the very first thing when we were trying to figure out this new pricing was I need it simple. I need it so simple that I get it, the office gets it at a minimum and the and the leads, but then also the technicians need to understand it. I don't care if it's their first day, they need to understand the pricing and the customer on the phone needs to understand the pricing. Everybody needs to be on the same page and, or it doesn't work. So simplicity is key here. We were running into things, speaking of simplicity, just to go down another rabbit hole, with these single flu, multi-flus, uh, level ones, level twos, the sweeping is this, the additional inspection is that, we were running into issues like we would give a sweeping cost, right? 
235. Somebody calls up and they say, hey, Caesar Chimney, what do you uh, charge sweep a fireplace? 235. Boom. There's that answer. Then we go out and it doesn't need to be swept, right? Maybe they just bought the house or maybe they had used it once or twice and they wanted it so up. We show up and it was a great draft and it was perfect and we look at it and there's nothing to sweep. Happens a lot, actually. So we go to the customer all excited. We're like, hey, you don't have to, uh, we don't have to sweep it. So now you don't have to pay for the sweeping. You just have to pay the 150 for the inspection. And they're like, excuse me, I wanted a sweeping. And we're like, well, yeah, it doesn't need to be swept. So you don't have to pay for the sweeping, but we're still going to inspect it. And they're like, I didn't want an inspection. I wanted a sweeping. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I can sweep it, but there's nothing to sweep. They're like, no, there's nothing to sweep. Don't sweep it. And I'm like, okay, you owe the inspection. And like, I don't want an inspection. I wanted a sweeping. What do you do then? Right? They called for one thing. They called for the sweeping. They expected a sweeping. They didn't get the sweeping. So why should they pay? You ever had that problem before in the field? I've had it hundreds of times. It's not fun. Or the customer expected one price, right? They were told a price, but then I show up. I have a different price in my invoice. Maybe it was an office mix up. Maybe they misunderstood. Maybe somebody typed in the wrong number. Who's to say, but we didn't have any call recordings. We didn't have any way of tracking that. So there was no way to confirm one way or the other. They have a price written on their calendar and I have a price written on my invoice. And here we are standing in their kitchen. And now what? Our pricing was all over the place, depending on the amount of flues and the level done and the, the type of the flu and the height of the whatever. Numbers are everywhere. So I can't just come up with a number now in front of them when they're told something different. So I had to honor what they had, wrong or right. Sometimes it was way off. I knew it was a number like 99. I remember that once. I went in for a, I think it was a 175 wood stove sweeping or something early on. And I go in for my 175 and the customer goes, well, she said 99. Like, no, she didn't. We have three prices, 85, 170, or what? I can't even remember it now. 85, 125, and 175. Those are our prices. She said 99. No, she didn't. We don't have that price. And he ended up paying 99 because he's not paying anymore because that's what he was told, right? So these, I mean, the problems went on and on. Or my favorite, and these happened almost daily. We'd give a price for a single flu sweeping. Right, That magical loaded question. What do you charge for a sweeping? We all ask each other like it means something. Customers do too. Single flu sweeping. What do you charge? Boom, here's the number. We would show up and there's three flus in their chimney. Now what do you do? Right. So let's say you got the one sweeping. I don't care what appliance it is. It needs to be swept, obviously, because that's what they called for. It's dirty. Fine. That one's good. One of the flus is also dirty and it needs to be swept. And the other one you see some damage and needs to be inspected. Now you got a three flu chimney. One need, two need to be swept. One needs to be inspected. And you've got to go down and talk to the customer now. What's the price going to be now? Do you base it on inspections or sweepings or do you lump it? Do you give a discount if you sweep more than one? Does it matter? I don't know. All I know is they were expecting to pay whatever it was, 235. And now I'm coming down with, a, oh, it's going to be 235 and 235 and 100. It's going to be $600. And they're like, what? No, you said 235. Yeah, but that's before we knew that this one needed to be swept and this one needed to be inspected. And they're like, that doesn't need to be inspected. The HVAC guy takes care of it. We never use that one. And I'm like, but it's dirtier than the other one. And now you're arguing again. This happened to me. You can tell the passion because I've been through this so much that it literally made my head spin. And I got sick of it. 
I'm like, this is this is not how to run a business. Making stuff up on the fly, arguing with customers. They're calling my office a liar. It's just, it was a nightmare because we had no process. So we had to figure out something. We're like, okay. My first thing was, it's the office's fault. <laughs> Sorry, Jill. But there she is off working remote. I don't know. So I'm just going to assume that that's the weak link. So I'm like, we need to do a better job on the phone, right? I said, here's what we need to do. You need to start explaining to the customer better that our prices include a sweeping and an inspection. Ta-da. Now we can at least have something to go off of so they know ahead of time that the price is going to vary based on that. That led to a whole different problem. Now, customer calls in. I'd like a sweeping for my fireplace. Okay, that's going to be uh, $235, and that includes your sweeping and your inspection. My what? Well, your, your inspection comes with the sweeping. No, no, no. I don't want that. I just want the sweeping. Well, actually, we, we can't. We have to do an inspection with the sweeping. Well, the last guy didn't. Oh, those are fi- literally fighting words because now you're into it. The last guy didn't. So you have one of two things you can say. Yes, they did. You just didn't know it. Makes somebody sound stupid. I'm not sure which one, but you just put somebody off. Yeah, they did inspect and you just didn't know they did. That was us last year. We were doing that. Charging one price for the sweeping, including an inspection, but we never broke it down. Now we are. So yeah, they did an inspection. You just didn't know it. Or the other one, maybe the, and I know companies like this in my area to this day, they didn't inspect it. They just threw a brush and left. There's guys out there right now doing it. I Hopefully none of them are listening to this episode because that's wrong. You need to know that. You can't just show up and throw a brush and leave. I actually had a couple of my technicians call me one day. They're on a repair, long day, tired, dirty, cutting holes in chimneys, liners. They're just having a day. And they call me up and they're like, you're not going to believe what we just saw. I'm like, what? Across the street, they're sitting having lunch. Across the street, one of our competitors pulls up, pulls in the driveway and they're like, hey, it's another chimney sweep. And they're all looking now, right? Knocks on the door, talks to the homeowner, goes back to the van, gets his ladder, puts it up on the side of the chimney, climbs up the chimney with his brush. Throws the brush down the flue. I mean, he's never gone inside. He didn't put a vacuum up. I don't know what the heck's going on. My texts are like, what? Throws the brush down the flue. Packs it up. Puts the ladder uh, back on the van. Puts the rods back in. Goes to the door. Gets the check and leaves. He was there maybe 15 minutes. My texts were beside themselves. They're like, you're not going to believe what we just saw. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I know the company, so I believe it. And they're like, that happens? Yeah, that happens. Not, I'm not picking on them. That used to be me, right? I was actually going to put this little story in a different video for, for Facebook, but I'll include it here. One of my techs came in recently into the office and he's bragging. He's all excited. He did a record amount of appointments in a day. And he was like, he was he's really excited telling everybody. I was like, yeah, what'd you do? He goes, I did six sweepings and inspections one day. Woo! And he's high-fiving everybody. Six! And I just, I'm like, wow, that's actually really good. And I'm high-fiving him. And then he asked the loaded question. He goes, what's your record? Oh, you don't want to know my record. But I told him anyway. My re- And this is a true story. My record for most appointments done in a day is 19. And 13 of them were swept. 19 appointments, 13 sweepings. Not just in one day, during the winter months, like right now, Days were shorter, dark at 4.30, 5 o'clock, and I still did 19 with 13 sweepings in one day. And his jaw drops. He's like, that's him. 
possible. I'm like, you are absolutely right. It is. So you'll hear the number three to four bounce around a lot. When you talk to other chimney sweeps, you heard at school, you hear it at conventions, see it in the forum. A lot of people like how many inspections you do a day, three or four. And I've gotten some pretty nasty arguments with sweeps that are like, there's absolutely no way like that. You know, we do a minimum eight to 10 a day. That's fine. All you're telling me is you're not doing a good enough job. And that's where the fight starts because I'm not very nice when I say that. But they're right. This is coming from somebody that was proud for a long time that I did 19 and 13 in one day. I didn't know what I was doing. I was doing exactly what that guy I was just talking about did. Show up, throw a brush, get the check, boom, on to the next one because we were a chimney sweep. That was it. We were there to sweep. This is working for another company. This never happened at Caesar Chimney, by the way. I got to put that out there. But we didn't know. We didn't know about level one inspections. We didn't know about uh, NFPA. We didn't know about codes, standards, nothing. All we had was a little printout. Little. I remember the carbon copy, uh, satisfactory, non-satisfactory, not applicable. <laughs> With like 10 lines you could write something on. And then you tear off the middle one and give it to them. And it's snowing and it's wet and it's smeared. And they're like, have a nice day. That was my job, was to run a brush, write a quick note, give it to him, boom, bye. I noticed that the brick was cracked at the top. See you next year. Like, that was my job. When I started learning how to actually do my job, a la, like, certification, education, schools, classes, conventions, seminars, roadshows, all of these things, we do a ton of them every year. The more you learn how to do this job, the more you realize that to do this job absolutely right, it's impossible to do more than four in a day. And people laugh at that when I say that. You're probably like shaking your head right now like, what? That's why that technician of mine was bragging so much. He did six. And the first thing I thought was, you must have half-assed something. I got to go look. And I went back and I looked at all his inspections. He did a really good job at each one. So how can he do six if four is impossible? Three were on the same street. <laughs> That's how. The only way we can even get four done in a day is if they're relatively close to each other. The office has been told if they're not in the same town, don't put four, do three. So on an average day for Caesar Chimney, we do three appointments a day. We have a nine o'clock appointment. We have like an 11, 11, 30 slot. And then we have a two, two 30 slot in the afternoon with driving time. That's a, a maximum for most of our technicians. Once in a while, you'll get like one on the same street or, or like two on the same street or two in the same town or my favorite, four in the same town. Now we're talking four to five. You put them all within like five minutes of each other, I can get them done one after another. So can they. But that's rare. On, an, on a normal day, three to four is maximum because we do an actual inspection and sweeping at each job. Why am I telling you this story? Well, it matters, Right. Because now we're trying to get this through to the customer. The customer might be used to the competition I just talked about. Showing up, putting a ladder on the chimney, dropping a brush and leaving, getting a check. That's what they're expecting. They might be expecting John Caesar from 15 years ago to show up and be your 16th out of 19th on his way to setting a record, right? That's what they're expecting is some, I'm not going to use a name, somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about, (laughs) put it that way. So... I never remember this. Right around this time, we were changing all these prices. Uh, Jill was out for something. She had a day off or a week off, and I was on the phones. And I remember this customer calling in, and first thing out of his mouth, which I'm sure you get a lot. So, hey, what's your price for a sweeping? Because everybody asked that. I don't know why. Whatever. First thing out of his mouth, what do you charge for a sweeping? And I went, 235 And he responds with, oh, 235 That is a lot of money for 15 minutes worth of work. 
And I went, oh, we're not, we're not going to be there for 15 minutes. And there's silence. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, we have a lot more work to do. It's going to take us at least an hour to 45, an hour and 45 or so, hour and a half. And he's like, what? What are you going to be doing in my house that long? And that's when it hit me. It's Chimney Sweep's fault that we're getting these calls. It's Chimney Sweep's for the last years that haven't been educating customers or weren't educated themselves. And now the homeowners aren't educated because that's what he's used to. He's used to that competition guy up on the ladder, drop the brush, leave. He's used to John Caesar 15 years ago, up there, drop the brush, leave. $235 is a lot for 15 minutes of work. $235 is not a lot of money for two technicians to spend an hour and a half doing a full level one inspection of both the flus in your home, right? But I was behind the eight ball now. I've already given them a number and now I've got to backtrack and try to build up that value to match that number and it didn't happen. The customer, you know, we hung up, parted ways, not well. He wasn't happy and I didn't set an appointment, right? Got me thinking. All of this is connected. The sweepings, the inspections, the pricing, the customer, the phone, the education. And I'm like, okay, I'm missing something here. How do I make all of this work? And the answer was right in front of us. It's our standard of care. Chimney sweeps, if you don't know, if you're listening, chimney sweeps have a standard of care. It's called the National Fire Protection Association Standard 211. It covers fireplaces, vents, chimneys, right? Even if it's not your building code in your area, because I've heard that too, it's not code in my area, I don't care. If it's not code in your area and you get called into court, the first book they're going to pull out is the NFPA 211. And they're going to say this, because that's the only place that you'll ever find. It's not in any building code. It's not in any city code. There's nowhere else you're going to find the standard for what's supposed to be inspected or swept. It's only found in the NFPA 211. So even if it's not your code, you still need to know it and follow it because if you don't, if you're listening and you're that guy that drops a brush and leaves in 15 minutes and that customer's house burns down, this book you've never heard of because it's not your code is the first thing they're going to read out of. And I'm about to read it out of it too, so you'll hear it. But it's our standard of care. So I'm reading through it, right? This is where I said that uh, Chimney Sweep's been saying it wrong for years, myself included, not pointing fingers. I'm usually pointing these fingers back at me, so careful. We've been doing it wrong, right? How many times you heard somebody say, get your chimney swept every year? How many times have you said it? I know I've said it a lot and I've heard it a lot more. Get your chimney swept every year. Make sure you have your chimney swept. Call the chimney sweep. Get your chimney swept. That's all customers have heard too. If we've heard it, that's all they've heard. And then we go a step further with, you know, you we're, we're fear mongering with our appointments. You have to get it swept because chimney fires, dun, dun, dun. And we got pictures of firefighters. I've done it. You go on my Facebook page, my website. I got pictures of fires and firefighters. And that's all customers have heard is get your chimney swept every year or else fire. That's it. So why would you expect them to know any better? So now what that does is a homeowner is only going to call us when they need a sweeping. Or they're only going to call us if they're scared of a fire. Those are the customers that call us, and I have them still. We show up. They haven't used the fireplace, but once on Christmas, they want it swept. Why? Can you please just sweep it? Because I don't want my house to burn down. Okay. And we do. And now I feel like a heel because I discharged them 235 for running a bush up a pretty, clu- uh, pretty clean flu. Happens all the time. They're, f- they're scared. We've scared them into calling us, and that's not what this job's supposed to be. In reality... Our job goes a lot further than fire. 
a lot further. Think about all the things that we deal with on a daily basis, both in prevention and documentation and repairing. Number one is not fire. And you've heard this before. The number one danger to a chimney is not fire. It's water. Water intrusion is the number one thing that we deal with when it comes to chimneys. You've got water seeping in the chimney, down the flue, in the bricks, in the flashing. There's not a cap. The bricks are deteriorating. Water is number one. And I've... uh, I can go off on a tangent. I'll give you a quick synopsis, but somebody calls for a leaky chimney. That is not a free estimate. That is not a quick job. That is not a cap estimate. That is a level two inspection. If you don't know why, go read the NFPA 211, where it talks about the circumstances for a level two. And one of them is, quote, a weather event likely to have caused damage to the chimney. You can read that any way you want. I read it as water. Because water is going to tear the chimney apart. Whether it's coming in the flues, coming in the crown, going in the mortar, going between the bricks, cracking the bricks, going in the flashing, seeping into the home. That's a weather event that has caused damage. And if they're calling you, most likely it's because they're seeing water in their home. So it's that's a bigger deal than just a leak. Now they got water in their living room, right? That's water intrusion. That's a weather event. That's caught. If it's made it all the way from the flashing to the living room, what's it done in the middle, right? That's a level two inspection. Go find out what happened. All right, I'm off my soapbox, (laughs) but you get the point. We deal with a lot more than fire. We got water intrusion. We have toxic gases running up through these flues from boilers, water heaters, furnaces, running usually right past a bedroom somewhere. And if these flues are bad, they need to know it. You got deterioration. You got rebuilds, mortar, masonry, flashing. You got animals. You know, you get calls for... Uh, squirrels and birds, and we've even found ducks and cats and chimneys before. Like, there's a lot more we deal with than just fire. But that's all the homeowners know. One of my first commercials I put out on the radio, uh, it was funny because I said something along the lines of customers only call us when they have, uh, when they find a brick in their yard, a, a leak in their living room, or a, a stain on their carpet, or something like that. But that's the truth is we're only getting these calls if they're scared of fire or if they need repair. And by the time that the customer knows they need repair, they've usually waited way too long. I don't know if you've heard my uh, uh, my analogy of the dentist, right? But like water is plaque or tartar. You need to go to the dentist every year and get it cleaned. Otherwise, that tartar is going to wreck it. So these people that are like, I don't know why it costs so much to fix my chimney. You haven't had it inspected in 10 years. What would your teeth look like if you never went to the dentist for 10 years? And everybody goes, ugh. That's the point. Homeowners need to know that. And they don't. They just call us because fire and because they're told to get the chimneys swept every year. So the NFPA 211, the standard of our care, the standard for fireplaces, chimneys, and vents says, and I'm quoting directly from it here, chapter four, section two, annual inspection. It says chimneys, fireplaces, and vents shall be inspected at least once a year, period. Actually not a period, there's some other stuff, but that's the crux of it. Chimneys, fireplaces, and vents shall be inspected at least once a year. The next section, section 14.2.1, cleaning, maintenance, and repairs shall be done if necessary. If necessary for cleanings. So all this time, I've had it backwards, and I think a lot of us have too, where when somebody asks us for a price for a sweeping, the sweeping is if necessary. The sweeping is an afterthought. The sweeping is a maybe. The inspection is what matters. And when that clicked for me, everything changed. I'm like, whoa, you can't ask me now. If you called me and said, hey, what do you charge for a sweeping? I don't know. I got a lot of questions to ask you before I can give you that number. So that's where this why came from. 
You've been through all the headaches that we went through getting to here. But then when I was starting to look into the NFPA 211 and realized that we've been saying it wrong. Chimneys don't need to be swept every year. They need to be swept if necessary. They need to be inspected at least once a year. Oh, so sweeping isn't the most important thing. It's not. Sweeping is not going to help water intrusion. Sweeping is not going to help animals stay out. Sweeping is not going to help the deterioration of the bricks. And sweeping probably isn't going to help toxic gases rotting through the chimney, right? The inspection is annual inspection, keeping up with it. Because if homeowners had their chimneys inspected every year, then we could catch things like worn out liners, busted crowns, deteriorating mortar, torn flashing, water entry. We could catch that sooner. It's a lot easier to go, hey, I'm starting to see some issues here. Let's watch out for it. Call us back next year so it doesn't get any worse. Rather than, oh, you're calling because you have a CO event. Oh, by the way, your flu is at the bottom of your chimney, right? There's a massive disconnect there because we're so focused on sweepings. Like that means anything. It doesn't. And the homeowner needs to know that. So taking that information, we changed everything. Forget the fl- the the appliance. Forget everything. I don't care how tall it is. I don't care any of that. We go by the flu, by the chimney. And if you want our pricing, we actually have it listed on our website. I was talking to a sweep the other day and he said, I was on your website and I saw you have your prices listed. I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's amazing. That's I've never seen that. I'm like, that's the way it should be. I think one of the reasons it isn't is because too many of us, our process is in our head still. It's not easy enough to put out for a customer to see or put it online because it changes so much. Ours don't, Right. So if you want to see it, go to our website, CaesarChimney.com. There's a whole section, our pricing, our services priced, and it's right there for everybody to see. But here's how it started. One flue in one chimney, inspection cost, $175. If you have a two flue, $235. If you have a three flue, $275. The sweeping is $100 extra per flue that needs to be swept. That changes the whole phone conversation now. Right, And then people go, well, how do you know how many flus are in there? I've seen this online too, because I know people are saying this, but there's, I love the comments. The homeowners have no idea. They're not going to tell you. They have, they lie. They, they blah, blah, blah. Yeah, maybe, but don't treat it like a bad thing. They don't know. Homeowners aren't educated on chimneys and guess whose fault that is? It's yours. <laughs> if it's your customer, if they're in your market area and they don't understand the difference in flus or they don't understand how gases work or water or any of that, guess whose fault it is? It's yours. Same thing as last week. We talked about training. If your tech doesn't know how to do something, don't complain that he doesn't know how to do something. That's your fault. Take some ownership of it. So I've taken that ownership here and I am trying everything I can to educate the homeowners in our area about chimneys because they don't know. And it's not their fault. It's not realtor's fault either. It's not home inspector's fault either. We're the professional. If you're certified and you call yourself a professional or an expert or anything, you want to go tout these badges and names and how long you've been in business, then do something about it. Go out there and educate the people that are helping you get business, namely the homeowner. They're calling you. So how do they know that? How do we, how do, how does Caesar Chimney know how many flus are in the home? That goes back to that loaded question. Everybody wants to ask it. How much you charge for a sweeping? If you ask, well, actually, I'll tell you how, what we would say, but it's funny. I was doing uh, a consultation with a client a couple of weeks ago and I asked, it was the, uh, the business owner and the office manager on the call. And I said, so what do you guys charge for a sweeping? And it is a loaded question for those that ever do a consultation with me. I'm going to ask you that because it's a trick question. I want to see. 
And this was my first call with them. They had no idea what was coming. And she piped right up and she goes, well, so what kind of fireplace is it? I was like, oh, it's masonry. Okay. When's the last time it was inspected? And she starts going down a list of questions and I'm like, yes. So I know more people are doing it, which is fantastic. For those that have ever sat through a, uh, a Bill Ryan or Mike Sigerstrom inspection class, they this is pretty much where this came from early on because they were harping on, get the information on the phone. The office is not just there to set your appointments. We'll get into that because next week we're talking about phones. But the office is not there just to set your appointments and fill your schedule. The office is the first line of defense for your company. Use them. Educate them, Right. If your office is educated and your office knows what they're talking about and the customer calls up and says something like, what do you charge for a sweeping? You call right now and ask one of my office assistants, what do you charge for a sweeping? They're going to go, how many chimneys do you have? <laughs> That's a weird question. You Think about the homeowner. Their mindset is singular. Their mindset is, I need my fireplace swept. I need to call a chimney sweep. And that's our fault because that's all they've heard from us. So they're thinking fireplace. They're thinking one. They call up and you say, how much do you charge for sweeping? They go, how many chimneys do you have in your home? They're like, uh, um, two. Okay, cool. Uh, how many appliances vent into those chimneys? What are they? And then we have a follow-up to that because we've learned to lead them because people don't know because they don't think about what goes into their chimneys other than the one they're calling about. They know fireplace. How much for a fireplace sweeping? That's their minds there. You've got to redirect it. What other appliances vent into those chimneys? You have a boiler, furnace, fireplace, wood stove, water heater. And listen, just stop talking at that point. Their mind starts going. They're like, oh, well, yeah, I have a boiler and a furnace and a, a wood stove and a fireplace. You're like, oh, okay. Ask some follow-up questions. Where's the wood stove? Where's the fireplace? First floor, second floor, the boiler furnace. Is it a combination? They're on different sides of the home. You know, ask the questions, and if your office knows what they're talking about, which they should if they've been educated, certified, all that, they can put the pieces together like you could. So the boiler and furnace are on separate sides of the home, so I'm pretty much guessing those each have their own chimney. The fireplace is above the boiler, so that probably goes in there, and the wood stove is on the floor above the furnace, so you have two chimneys with two flues, if I'm getting this right. Yeah, probably. Okay, good. So when's the last time that was inspected or swept? Another loaded question. Who was the last guy out there? Do you know? No. Was it Mr. 15 minutes? Was it Mr. 19 in a day? Maybe. I don't know. But when was the last time it was inspected? Now you've got something to build on because they could say last year. Okay. Was just the fireplace inspected last year? Yes. Okay. So the boiler and furnace and the wood stove weren't. Haha. Right? Now you got them. Now that because they don't know those need to be inspected. This is education. Or maybe they say never. Never. We get that a lot. I'm sure you do too. 10 years, five years, never since I moved in. They don't know. That's your job to educate them. Don't laugh at them. Don't pick on them and put them in forums like, you're never going to believe this guy said his house has never been inspected. That's a problem. If you've been in business 20 years and this customer is calling saying never, what are you doing to help them? Right? So when's the last time it was inspected? That question could go down 10 different rabbit holes depending on when and who and why. Now you've got, look, you're, you're just gathering information. You got two chimneys, you got two flues per chimney, you got a boiler, a furnace, a fireplace, and a wood stove. Uh, when's the last time it was inspected? Three years ago. Okay, and only the fireplace. Have you used the wood stove in the last three years? Have you used the fireplace in the last three years? How much wood have you put through it? Through it? Um, any issues with your boiler, your furnace, your oil intake? Any, okay, no, good. Are you buying or selling the home? Right on the phone, right out the gate. They don't know what's coming next and they're expecting you to stay on chimneys. Boom, now you're talking about real estate and they're going to answer truthfully. 
Are you buying or selling the home? Uh, yeah, we're putting it on the market next week. Oh, well, did you know that per the NFPA 211, and or in our state, it's state fire code, so we can say that. Did you know that per state fire code, uh, when you sell a home, you have to have what's called a level two inspection done, which is a much more in-depth inspection where we're going to go attic, basement, top of the chimney, uh, run a camera through the inside, make sure all the flues are good to go. Do you hear what I'm doing here? I'm educating the homeowner. Now I know they've got two chimneys, two flues. They're selling the home next week. Has been inspected in three years. That's level two all day. And now when my texts show up, oh, and then there's a next step after that. There's more questions. We'll go over that next week. But now, I haven't talked sweepings yet. These are just inspections. We're going to inspect two chimneys, two flues, level two, and the price is boom. Now, if any of those need to be swept, it's going to be $100 extra. So, And you leave it at that because the sweeping, make the sweeping second fiddle. The sweeping is meh. The sweeping per code is if necessary, so make it if necessary. Focus on the inspections. Build the value in what you're going to be doing. Wow, your wood stove you've used the last three years in a row and it's never been swept or inspected? Wow, we definitely we should run a camera on that. We should make sure because you know, I'm talking to the, the office, the, the business owner here, you know what happens to a wood stove that's used for three years and not inspected. Think about teeth. Think about plaque. Or your boiler furnace has never been inspected? No one's ever explained? Oh, wow. Well, did you know that the HVAC technician doesn't look into those flues? That's our job. So if he goes and services the unit and no one's ever looked in the flue, we definitely need to take a look at that flue to make sure it's still intact. Now they want their chimney. They want their boiler inspected. It's not a we have to. It's a can you come out today and do it, right? They understand now. They get it. This is all done on the phone. On the phone. So now my techs show up and they have on their list, on their invoice, a massive price tag because now we have two separate chimneys, which are priced separately, a two flue level two, and then four extra additional sweepings if necessary. What we do is we call worst case pricing. I'm going to give you the biggest number possible. Why? Because I'm greedy? Absolutely not. Nine times out of 10, do all four of those flues need to be swept? No. Do they all have to be done level two? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Should you? Yes. I don't know. Stuff changes. So why would you ever say, okay, yeah, we're going to come out for this price. Oh, by the way, it just went up. Oh, it just doubled. I've done that. And it's a bait and switch. I don't care if it is or not. That's what the homeowner feels is you just got your foot in the door to jack the price up on them. That's rude. <laughs> They're going to take it that way. I called him up for a fireplace sweeping. He said it was $200. Now it's a thousand. Like he said, I had to sweep a boiler. Did you, can you believe that? They don't know your job to educate, right? So what could have been a $200 fireplace sweeping and in and out the door in 15 minutes now for us is half our day. Now we're going to go do two level twos with four possible sweepings. We give them that, that worst. And we tell them this is the worst case pricing. This is if everything's dirty, everything needs to be inspected. If it goes down, we're going to take off whatever doesn't need to be done. So now you give them, let's say a thousand dollar sweeping cost and they show up and don't sweep three of them. And only do a level two on this one chimney and a level one on this chimney. Now the price is three ninety nine, four. I don't know whatever the price comes out to, but they went from a thousand down to four hundred, which is a lot better than two hundred to a thousand. You see how that works? Worst case pricing. But all of that's done on the phone by asking all those questions on the phone before you give a price, like I did to that one guy. What do you charge for a sweeping? Two thirty five. Now I've got to build the value, and he's already mad. He doesn't understand. Somebody calls up and goes, what do you charge? Oh, well, how many chimneys? How many appliances? When's the last time? Are you buying or selling your home? We do ask other questions about the height of the home, but that's just for us. We don't base our price often. 
But now by asking all those questions and spending 10, 15 minutes on the phone with the customer to set that appointment, the customer understands our process. They're not going to be surprised when we're sweeping it from the inside, which that was a big one too. We started sweeping from the inside and they're like, what are you, you're not going to get on my roof? We don't have to. Now we have these fancy new tools and we have better dust control and we can do it better and see it better and it's cleaner and it's easier. And we are explaining. Now the girls do it in the office. They understand the process. They know we're going to come in with booties and tarps and sweep from the inside. And we know what the cost is going to be. We already know how many flues are on the home, how many chimneys are on the home. They now understand the value because we've spent 10 minutes building up the value before we gave them a price. There's no way if somebody calls up and said, what do you charge for sweeping? And I say $1,000, they're going to hang up on me 99.9% of the time. The only 1% is going to be like, what? And then hang up. (laughs) You can't do that. Build the value. We're going to run cameras. We're going to be in your attic and in your basement and in your crawl spaces. And we're going to be running uh, tarps from here to there. And we'll be up on your roof and we got to all of it. They understand the value now. And they're prepared for it. Now you've given them that worst case pricing. Now they're like, whew, I hope this goes down because I don't want to pay $1,000. And they won't. Very rarely does it ever actually come out to the worst case pricing because we go down. Now they're happy. They saved me $300. They saved me $500. We did because we could have charged $1,000 if we were non-ethical and just made money on everybody, but no one would call us. But every time my technicians, even though they're paid on what they do, they only do what needs to be done. That matters to the customer. It matters to me. It matters to them. They know that we're not out to screw our customers. So they go out there with a, th- a possible $1,000 price tag and drop it down to three, 400 every single time because they're ethical, because quality. The techs now know what they're walking into. They're prepared to like, two level twos and four sweepings. Man, they're like, know it ahead of time. They're not surprised when they show up and they're like, oh, can you move my next, my second appointment? Because I'm going to be here all day now. They set a fireplace and there's two chimneys and the boiler's busted. There's none of that either. And you can handle objections before you've wasted that time going out there, right? How many times have you set a, a sweeping because they called it for a sweeping? You're like, 250. And it's like, okay, when do you come out? Next Wednesday. Great. You get out there Wednesday and there's a for sale sign on the yard and two chimneys on the home. And you're like, oh, I got to do a level two. And because it's a level two, I got to do all the flues and all the chimneys. So now it's a thousand and the guy slams the door in your face. <laughs> It's happened to me. That literally has happened to me, that that uh, example. So it matters. And I managed to go another 50-something minutes. I didn't think I would fill a half an hour with this content. And then I kept writing it and I kept going. But now you know the why, right? It's not about the fireplace. It's not about the sweeping. And it doesn't matter if they call for a fireplace sweeping because that's all they know. That's on us. We haven't done a good enough job of educating them on level twos, on the fact that a level one inspection is a chimney inspection. It's not a flu inspection. I didn't get into that. You have to go to an educa- uh, inspection class for that. A level one inspection, if you read the standard, our fire code, it's all the flus. There's no such thing as a level one flu inspection. It's a level one chimney inspection. All the flus in a level one chimney need to be inspected. These are things that matter when you're going out there doing jobs and you one of your customers accidentally burns a house down. They pull out that book. Well, did you check all the flus? No. They just called me for a fireplace sweeping. Well, did you know the NFPA at 211 said you're supposed to inspect all the flus? Nope. Too bad. Or a level two. Do you do level twos when you know the home is supposed to be sold and you or do a level one? You're like, I should have done a two. I'm going to do a level one. These things matter. Our process is rooted in the code. Long story short. And the code says chimneys need to be inspected every year and swept if necessary. 
Now our pricing is so simple. It's on our website in a little spreadsheet form and everybody can see it. It's simple. It's basic. It's easy. If I raise prices, I just change the inspection cost. The sweeping has always stayed a hundred dollars a sweeping because it's the easiest, simplest thing we do. Our newest guys are the ones doing it. It's not hard to sweep a chimney. Homeowners even do it. The inspection is what matters. The inspection is where the value is. The inspection is the price that changes every year. So that's all I got. Sorry it took so long. Hopefully uh, I didn't put you to sleep after you're still full of turkey from Thursday. But uh, next week we are going to go over our phone process, which I've covered a lot of today already. So it'll be kind of a recap, but there's a lot more to our phone process. Uh, And as you can tell, our entire company is based around the office. That is the first line of defense. And they're the ones that if they don't do the job right, we don't get appointments. So join me next week when we talk about phones. And thank you so much for lending me your ears. Have a great day.